This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, I'm Claire Bonnyman, and welcome to The Loop. Affordability is a really, really hot topic right now. Food, power bills, even a food court lunch is going to cost you more. But maybe one of the most fascinating places for cost changes and price shifts is the real estate market. And it all comes down to one eternal question. Can you afford a home? My struggle would be the pricing of the housing industry right now. I would say I could not afford a place on my own. I would have to find a buddy, which leads to a new problem of finding the right person. And, well, are they going to keep up with all their tasks? Are they going to pay? It leads a lot more concerns, things to worry about on your plate that's unnecessary, let alone with the pricing of the place. If they give out, then it's just a whole mess. Currently, I'm living with two other people, same age as me. That's pretty much the only way I've been able to afford living on my own. But there's no way I'm going to be able to make that kind of money to afford a house or a townhouse or anything by myself. So two roommates is the way to go. I'm a renter. Uh, me and my girlfriend of uh, years, we have a child, and I would love to save up for a house. We're trying to save up right now, but, you know, as everything's rising, costs, mortgages are high, you know, every time we keep saving, you know, it seems that everything else is going up. Ideally, I would like to own some farmland, but I think the hope would be to have a house and maybe be able to pay, pay it off. Daniel Sloan, Brandon Erasmus, and Riley Cameron are three young professionals in the Edmonton area, all trying to answer that one question of home ownership. And it's become really popular to compare some of the biggest cities in Canada when we talk about housing prices and rent. Turns out it's not just Toronto versus everyone. Reporter Madeline Smith has been looking at the north-south divide in Alberta and how housing prices compare in Edmonton and Calgary. And it's actually a pretty striking difference. She joins me now to break it all down. Hello, Madeline. Hello. So when we are talking about affordability, like what are the costs in Edmonton and Calgary? Yeah, so basically the average price for a residential home, if you're looking at sort of similar type properties in Edmonton and Calgary, the difference is about $200,000. Um, so the average price across all property types in Edmonton is just under $400,000. And average in Calgary is $570,000. So it's it's pretty significant. Um, and then when you look at rentals, we're almost $500 a month less than what you have to pay in Calgary. Calgary currently. Um, And it might actually even be more because people in Calgary, since that story came out, I've been hearing from people being like, where are you seeing a two bedroom apartment for $2,100? Because I'm seeing like $2,500. So they are definitely up there. And I mean, they've increased in Edmonton as well, but just not on the scale as Calgary. Um, And that's kind of what got me interested in this was that you know, Calgary has seen just these massive increases just very recently um, across the rental market and across their housing market for people looking to buy, whereas Edmonton is just kind of going along how it always was. Um, so I wanted to know what's going on. And, you know, it, it it's a bit of a the same story of how the two cities costs kind of shake out. But Calgary is seeing something a little bit different right now. You are not just the expert as the reporter on this, but you have also you have lived experience in both cities. Does this kind of square with your experiences living and paying rent and, and housing in both? Yeah. So, I mean, I was a renter in Calgary and then I did 
also own a condo in Calgary. And when I was a renter, though, you know, I was I was saying this when a, a story came out just recently about how Calgary's rents are increasing faster than any other major city in Canada. Um, so currently, the the price for a two bedroom apartment, like I said, it's the average is twenty one hundred dollars a month. In twenty eighteen, when I was renting in Calgary, I was paying fifteen hundred dollars a month. That's just massive um, yeah. to to imagine that it's it's changed so much in the last you know just five years. And I mean, Calgary has always been a bit more expensive than Edmonton. I think people who have been to the two cities kind of realize that. Albertans certainly realize that. Calgary is this like white collar town. That's how it's known. Whereas Edmonton has more of the public sector is a little bit um, different uh, in terms of wages. And so uh, I think people expect that Calgary is like a little bit above Edmonton. But to see the the growing gap is is a, a little bit more surprising. Like it has happened before the last big oil boom. Um, right. Housing went absolutely crazy in Calgary. Um, and Edmonton tends to can follow it a little bit, but you know, in this case, uh, it's it's a it's a slightly different story. But yeah, I mean, Edmonton, it's it's just interesting what's what's kind of happening right now. And yeah. certainly, when I bought a home in Edmonton, actually, uh, that uh, that was when the the housing market here was was going up quite a bit. But I still paid what would be considered a pretty average price here, and it was doable. So I don't know that I would be. Uh, <laughs> thinking it was doable at the average price in Calgary right now. The other thing we're hearing right now is that a ton of people have moved to Alberta. What kind of impact has that had? Is there, you know, a a shift that we're seeing there? Yeah. um, So when I was reporting this, uh, the latest kind of numbers hadn't come out. And we knew that there was a big migration of people coming to Alberta, but it has... Um, you know, ramped up even more. Basically, it's the highest annual net gains ever recorded for any province or territory since data started being tracked in the 70s coming to Alberta. So the numbers are just massive. Some people have been saying, well, the Alberta's calling campaign might have worked. That could be a part of it. But speaking to realtors and speaking to real estate experts, there are really big affordability challenges in a lot of the other major cities. So people, if they can, or if they have a connection to Alberta, have kind of started looking over here because there there are large major centers here too that um, you don't have to pay more than a million dollars to buy something that um, you know works for your family. So that is that is a big big thing. A broker that I spoke to, Tom Shear, was talking about how there have been waves of people that have come to Alberta, and in the past, um, waves were really driven around oil and gas and jobs being here. Whereas now, there's sort of a coming wave of people that might not be coming for work here. They might still be working remotely in another province or somewhere else, but they're coming because they feel like they've been driven out of the city where they were living, where they just don't have the kind of quality of life that they want. And they're looking at what you can get. Anecdotally talking to the realtors that work for me, they're hearing, well, you know, I I couldn't afford to go to Ontario. I couldn't afford to go to British Columbia. And even Calgary feels a little bit expensive. And so people are now starting to approach me about what's, what's available in Edmonton. So they're, they're arriving and uh, that will likely continue. I don't think we're expecting it to slow down. And it seems like a lot of that traffic directing towards Calgary 
it's interesting to me because if they're moving here for affordability and Edmonton's cheaper, why do you think so many folks are, are moving south to Calgary first? Yeah, and I talked to you know several realtors when I was doing this story, and everyone the first response they have is the mountains. <laughs> everyone just it just comes right out of their mouth. Um, <laughs> you know, Edmonton just can't necessarily compete with that because while you can drive to Jasper in what three and a half three, hours four, or maybe yeah uh, <laughs> you're not you're not hopping in your car and you know going 45 minutes and finding yourself in you know beautiful hiking trails uh, it's not quite the same um, you know I've had realtors say like as much as they will promote how beautiful the river valley is <laughs> it is just not the Rockies and Banff and Kananaskis. <laughs> so that proximity is really attractive to people. Um, and it's also just uh, sort of like Calgary's reputation. This is another thing that several realtors brought up is that um, they think that Calgary promotes itself a little bit better than Edmonton does. Um, it's, it is the slightly bigger city. And so people probably get there first if they've ever been to Alberta. If, if they're from elsewhere, um, they might have landed there and, you know, gone to Stampede or planned to go to Moraine Lake nearby or whatever. So they know it a little bit better. They've got that familiarity, whereas Edmonton is kind of like the, the uncertain option um, until mm. they do some more research. But yeah, I mean, there there are people that are starting to consider the affordability aspect right. because now the conversation has shifted to, oh my God, Calgary is getting more and more expensive and is this just going to continue and continue and are there other options out there? That's a potential thing that could happen that we could have a spillover effect, but it's unclear whether how the trends will kind of shake out. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's that, it's that uh, outdoor activity proximity kind of like slightly fancier white collar town is is what some people say it's kind of unquantifiable stuff in a way yeah. but but it's just the the kind of um, associations that people have with the cities it's I, I would harp on the river valley you know I could but I won't <laughs> Alberta is calling we mentioned it so that explains maybe some of that inter Canada migration and folks moving here from other provinces but how is international immigration changing affordability in our cities yeah, I mean, more more and more people are arriving for sure. Like even, uh, you know, more people are coming from outside the country than are coming from inside. Uh, one realtor I talked to, um, Leanna Martins, she actually specializes in relocations and she does get a lot of people asking her questions who are from outside Canada. When I talk to clients that are looking, that have helped settle in Edmonton or we're still in the process of supporting them, they've looked everywhere, right? So by the time they settle on Edmonton, they they rarely start in Edmonton unless they have a direct family member, they're getting a job here, right? Something that anchors them. If it's just, I know it's too expensive where I live, I need to find a better quality of life. Alberta seems to be the place to be. Where am I going to go? That's really where it starts. And then they start looking and they'll, like I said, most will go online, if not all. When they're looking at the house prices, it ends up being like, if you look at the net difference, they're like, okay, well, house prices have consistently gone up. They've gone up a good $60,000, $70,000 in the product they're looking at. And if they're looking at affordability and quality of life, they opted for Edmonton for that because I can find them a better home for less money 
uh, and then they can still get almost everything. So they were willing to give up the mountains, the proximity, all the other stuff. And then they have to look at what additional value does Edmonton have to have to offer? So, you know, it's kind of is the conversation about supply and demand, which is a, a big, a big part of this. You know, Calgary has very tight supply right now. And that's one of the reasons why their costs are really going up. And Edmonton hasn't quite had those problems, although we do have a big need for more affordable housing. But, you know, there needs to be supply for people to come and live in a, in a good place, you know, where they can get situated and have their family and be able to work um, when they get here. So it's just kind of the reliability of that supply and making sure that there is space for people once once they land. So we knew that this this is something that we needed to pay attention to, but it's that conversation will continue, I think. Yeah. What do you think it means for us that we have this super predictable market up north? It's like consistency. Yeah. Well, and I was I was talking to a lot of the real estate agents about this. The one broker, Tom Shearer, called it the most boring real estate market in the country <laughs> because it just it's just always very like reliable and steady. That's what so many people said that, Is that it's a bad thing. It's though? just always been like this. No, it's not because you're you're not like gambling with your money if you are going to buy into the housing market. People kind of have uh, more confidence that it's a it's a good idea to do it and they're not going to lose a bunch of money or like things are not going to just be crazy. So it's not a bad thing. Some people who are really trying to make a bunch of money or who are like investors maybe would like it to be a bit more volatile. Like maybe that's something that's that's interesting to them. But for people who live here, it's not a bad thing. And I think another realtor told me that uh, Edmontonians have a, a low tolerance for housing being too expensive, basically. Um, and I, I don't know how much that, uh, again, kind of an unquantifiable aspect of this, but they just don't want to they don't want to pay, you know, an outrageous amount of money to buy a very small property that's not very good basically they they want the quality and and that's what that's what they kind of expect in this market it's not like when you're in Vancouver or Toronto and you're and people are willing to pay 1.5 million dollars for a broken down old house that yeah. you pretty much have to tear down it's just not it's not going to go like that here because yeah. that's not what people expect it's uh it's it's weird and a lot of the people i talked to were saying you know we don't forecast this changing overnight at all but it is something that people are watching as as the trends kind of change um, and whether um, some new influences in this market start to change what we've all been used to as Edmontonians. There is a guaranteed change coming up in that zoning bylaws are going to go through this whole new renewal and update. Do you think that might have an impact on affordability or housing? I mean, that's what the city is hoping. The idea is that if they make it easier to build more housing in the mature and established neighborhoods, that having more of those units come on will make other housing more affordable. It's kind of a it's kind of a domino effect because, as as one uh, urban planning expert explained to me, if you knock down an old bungalow that might have gone for $500,000 and you put up two skinny homes there that are 
$700,000 each. People say, well, that's not affordable housing. And no, but the people who are moving into those houses are probably coming from other old bungalows. And then those old bungalows are opened for other people and they are more affordable if you are trying to buy in that kind of area of the market. And so um, it's all of like movement up into these this additional housing of having more units and having that flow of people. And not everything will be, you know, expensive skinny houses. People are looking to to build, you know, more townhomes, more uh, small scale apartment buildings. There could be more condos, the whole thing. So having that additional housing continuously being built is part of making sure the supply continues so that as people arrive and as people want to buy, want to rent, there's places for them to go so that the market's not being squeezed and um, the prices aren't shooting way up. That's only one of the effects of, of, the, of the zoning overhaul because there is a ton of change um, that, they're, that they're looking to do. It's, you know, rezoning the entire city virtually. 100%. Lots to watch in October as it goes. Thank you for breaking down the North-South divide for us. Yes, it's, you know, it's kind of the same old story with Calgary and Edmonton. But yeah, there are some interesting things happening. And uh, for anyone looking at Edmonton, we don't have the mountains, but there are a lot lot of other great (laughs) things here. I think anyone who lives here, you know, it's just it's it's interesting if more people in Canada start discovering that or if the preference does continue to be Calgary. I don't know, but uh, it's it's a lot of change coming up. The Loop is a podcast from CBC Edmonton, and our team this week is Leslie Goldstone, Chris Martin, and Olivia O. Oh. Our theme music is Change Your Mind by Edmonton musician John Common, and I'm Claire Bonnyman. For the next few weeks, we'll be talking about housing and zoning as the city heads toward its zoning overhaul this October. Public hearings on the bylaw changes start on the 16th, but first, I'd like to hear from you. How do you feel about a new zoning bylaw? Are you excited or concerned for what changes might look like in your neighborhood? You can let us know at theloop at cbc.ca, and you might be part of a future episode. The Loop is recorded on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis communities, and you can leave us a rating or review wherever you download the show. Find us on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.